wrestlers, parents, and coaches to the ONU podcast. Now, we got a great interview this week with Sean Wagner. He's one of our 157-pounders from Connecticut. It was a great session. He shares a lot of valuable inside knowledge on what it's like to be a college student, and he shares a little bit about his background. I had a fun time recording with him, and I hope you guys enjoy listening. So without further ado, we'll start right as I push record. Typical and like beginning, like, oh, I say this every time, and then here, who do we have today? Mm-hmm. All right, so I guess we'll just start. Right. Hey, guys, it's me, Coach McClay with Shad Wagner. That's it, right? Yep, you got it. All right, cool. So, where do we start? First off, uh, give me a little bit about you. So, I am a junior nursing student. Um, Been wrestling here since I got here. I'm from Connecticut. Connecticut. Um, But, yeah, I mean, there's not too much to know about me. I feel like there is. Oh, I'm sure there is once you start. So, let's break it down. All right. So you said you're a nursing major. Yeah. But your mom is a lawyer. Yeah. So what made you not follow her path and what made you want to go into nursing? That's a loaded question. Right? Um, We're here to talk. Well, I mean, honestly, the two paths I had for schooling were it was nurse, it was going to be nursing or law. Mm-hmm. Because my mom said I'd always make a great attorney because I argue a lot. I'm sure <laughs> anyone on the team can uh, tell you that much, especially Beachler. But mm-hmm. um, when it came down to it, I was like, I, I don't like absolutely adore school. You know, I don't want to go to school for, you know, however, like go to law school afterwards. Yeah, you don't want to do like eight yeah. plus years just right. for And nursing, you know, there's a demand for it. I like mm-hmm. taking care of people. You know, I have no problem with squeamish stuff, blood, you name it. I'm good with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I'm, I've come this far, I've definitely realized it was the right decision. Um, I, I've seen my mom go crazy she's been driven crazy over you know crazy clients stuff right. like that it's a lot of work. lawyers have a very high intensity job it's it's a lot of work and a lot that's yeah. why they get paid oh, yeah. the big bucks because it's hard oh yeah depend depending on what you go into it's it's a handful mm-hmm. for sure but that's not to say nursing isn't a handful either i mean i haven't even started working yet but, but i feel like everyone's grateful for your help when you're a nurse oh. not many people are grateful for oh, helping yeah. your lawyer they like yeah they yeah, appreciate right. you but like they don't want to talk to you right. like, they They're don't the want to be there calling you over and over again mm-hmm. but they don't really thank you whereas i've been in the hospital and you have people you know mm-hmm. really really make you feel like you make a difference mm-hmm. which is really ultimately what's had me choose nursing mm-hmm. and I, especially coming out here and seeing the nursing program it was like yeah i could definitely see myself here so what about this nerf what about this nursing program made it special for you oh well i would say there's only like right now i think there's around 30 people in our program and that is it like mm-hmm. we started with 50 we're down to 30. um and you're, and your you're not going to get that you're not going to get that kind of individualized attention at other schools mm-hmm. for sure like you know i've i looked at uconn i looked at villanova i looked at multiple schools and i was like you know am i going to be able to contact a professor and have them get back to me within the hour within a couple hours and it's been absolutely amazing how fast my professors and all my class, we, we all work together. Mm-hmm. My professors are always getting back to me. They're not, you know, they're pretty lenient with like, oh, if you miss something, try to get it done. So that's definitely been super, super nice. Yes, that's a huge thing. A lot of people don't like take into consideration is how much you can contact your teacher. Because I know I come from a small school myself. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, this one teacher in particular, her name was Dr. Shock. She's since passed away. But uh, when she was my teacher, 
she she gave me her Snapchat and like when I was doing my internship at um, a school like I had all these like papers and stuff for right. the kids you know I made all these little projects because I was trying to be a teacher for a while right but it turns out that that went <laughs> well but I was trying to be a teacher and like I sent her all these little projects and she like in the moment critique it she'd be like oh you should probably like staple these papers together because mm-hmm. it'll make it easier to pass out like right. it was like within five minutes and right. i really liked that so like i definitely appreciate the whole small community oh, small yeah. class i say like just um like first name basis like this summer with everything going on like we had professors reaching out to every everyone in our class like how are you doing you know is your family okay over break oh yeah like oh, I didn't very have that. Very like not even about school, just being like, do what you can. We're trying to make it work for you guys as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Whereas you go to another school, they don't even know who you are. Yeah, they just send you that standard email of like, have a good summer. Right, exactly. So that's that's honestly, if not one of, if not the biggest reason I came. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I love the wrestling team and all, but at the end of the day, the degree is a big part of yeah, why. Yeah, because you're here for four years, but the degree stays with you. I get that. Right, absolutely. So, all right, so what about wrestling? How long have you been wrestling? So that's probably I started when I was six, six or seven. Six. So since you've been walking, you've been yeah. Wrestling. Did yep. you heal then, Tony out? Was ya? So when you were born, did you heal Tony out? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think I took a break for like a year when I was eleven or twelve. Kind of just I burned myself out that young. Mm-hmm. Um. But I've been wrestling, yes, yeah, since six every year, except for that one. Um, wrestled with my town team for a long time, and then around middle school, I switched over to a club and started wrestling with them, and that's when I really like fell in love with it and mm-hmm. got like the real experience. Because before that, it was just like losing and losing and losing, and then finally, <laughs> I was old enough where I was like, all right. I'm getting kind of sick of it. <laughs> yeah, I get that. So. My first three years of wrestling, I started when I was like six, seven, something like that mm-hmm. too. But my first three years, I didn't win a single match. Really? And uh, I hated going to tournaments. I only wanted to go to practice because I did heart, like handstands and cartwheels the whole time. Right, right. I loved it. But once I got that first win, once I started like getting trophies, I was like, mm-hmm. I love this. Yeah, you just got to hit, hit that age where you're like, all right, I actually kind of care now. I don't care. Yeah. Like, you know, it was fun when you were little, but now it's like, I don't want to keep losing. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it was our eighth grade. I was like, I can't wrestle with my town anymore. We somehow found out about uh, our club in Connecticut. It's called KT Kids. Shout out to KT Kids. Yeah, great great coach, Coach Knapp. Um, so, yeah, I, once I started wrestling there, it was like a whole new world. I ended mm-hmm. up going to Fargo twice. I wrestled... You know, all like all over the country, mostly in the Northeast, but wrestled you know Fargo, North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it was that was you know some of my best memories with wrestling, definitely with those guys, that team, mm. going to all these different places. It was getting like 15, 20 matches in in a weekend. Whoa, that's a ridiculous oh, yeah. amount. Dang. We used to wrestle um, well, we re- I wrestled a lot of freestyle and Greco, so we'd wrestle both styles, cadet and junior. Mm-hmm. And so we would end up with like I mean I think my record I I think I had like twenty matches, yeah like and this was like building up being ready for Fargo. It's a good thing they put those like limits in. Oh, they did, but it was I don't even it was over a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. But man, we went through it, and it was great. Not in the moment, but looking back, it was great. You know? <laughs> yeah, your body. I think your body hurts after one tournament. Try wrestling yeah. all those kids, especially. It's like four cadet. tournaments in a row. You're wrestling as a cadet against, you know, 
juniors who look like full-grown men. Mm-hmm. I'm Got like a mustache pounds. and beard, and it's scary. Oh yeah, <laughs> I feel yep. that. So, um, where would you be if you didn't wrestle? Like in life, University of Pittsburgh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I've to a bunch of different schools, and like honestly, when I came here, that was all. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'd be. That's a scary thought. Um, well, that's the whole reason why I, I ended up because my senior year, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna wrestle in college. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been a lot. I feel like I could. I ended my high school career. You know, on terms that I wasn't necessarily okay with but i had gone out on my terms kind of you know so they i had lost a couple guys during the season came back wrestled them beat them but uh once i started really think about it and i was like wow like wrestling would actually be over i was and i had applied to all these different schools all over the place i was like i I gotta wrestle and i Mm. came here and loved the team and loved beachler so i'm i mean i haven't been able to think about what it would be like to not wrestle Mm. yes so i don't know where i'd be that makes sense. Hmm. Now, how would you describe our team to someone who's never, <laughs> never seen it? I know they're a bunch of goofballs. They keep ca- they keep catching me in. Um, that's what she said. About every time I open my mouth. Joe, Joe, <laughs> she, Joe, Kyle. Like, get, there's yeah, five or six lot, of them. That's what she said. You have a lot of different names. Um, yeah. How would I explain our team? Mm-hmm. Goofballs, definitely one of the descriptive terms you could use. But I mean, at the end of the day. It's just a bunch of guys who have each other's backs. Like mm-hmm. we go through it together. Like I, I'm sure a lot of the other teams on campus can attest to this. It's, it's when you're conditioning, you're doing all this hard work and these hard, long practices, especially in our sport where you know we're running time miles after practice or just doing hour, like an hour over an hour of live. It's like we go through it together, and that is a real special bond. Even if there are kids on the team you aren't necessarily close with, like even these freshmen, just these last couple weeks it's been like you know i don't really know them yet but i feel like i could have their back you know hands down if it came down to it and that was one of the biggest reasons why i came here is i I felt that as a recruit Mm -hmm. that you feel like you're at home and this is really your family here and that anyone would do anything for you even you know the guys who graduated i feel close to them Mm -hmm. to the point where i you know they'd have my back in a sticky situation or whatever and you know yeah we all you know we screw around whatever and that's what you know makes the team real special. Is we we do it all together. We bring every everyone gets brought up. We're always there for each other. So that makes sense. Beachler, like the first recruiting visit that we had this year, Beachler had me sitting on the sidelines. And he was telling the one kid that like whatever college you choose, you better make sure the guys you like are the guys you really like because those are going to be your best friends for the rest of your life. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and that's the the wrestling team takes that to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. For sure, I've had friends on campus who aren't wrestlers, but the guys here. Yeah, the ones you bleed with. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, I get that. Absolutely. All right, so we could probably talk about wrestling all day, but because of NCAA rules, we can't talk about wrestling. Yeah, we can't go. We can't move on past what we've said. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So uh, we'll wait till season and get that conversation going. Right. But until then, what do you do? outside of practice outside of school like say like after after we get done conditioning after we get done whatever during the season what do you do afterwards interesting i don't think anyone's ever asked me such questions before i've never been so important um you are my guest i'd say (laughs) i know right um i'd say i play a lot of video games believe it or not big video game guy yeah i mean like full-blown nerd like 
built my own PC, Subtle Flex. Hey, maybe you could talk to me about that. I'm trying to build um, a little emulator. I want to play like um, all the old school like oh, Nintendo yeah, like 64. Oh yeah, the retro games. Yeah, so I have no clue how to do that. We'll talk about that off the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so I built I built my own PC. You know, Connor, um, mm-hmm. he's like best friend, roommate. He he built one. We play all the time. Um, and on the polar opposite opposite side of things, when I'm not doing that, I'm usually hiking. Unfortunately, not here because there's nowhere to go. Yeah, it's just a flat road you can hike across. <laughs> right. I mean, shout out to the Northeast for having elevation. I do really miss it. Having hills. Yeah, or just anything. Um, so I do a lot of that. My goal, like my life goal, I guess, at this age at least, is to see all the national parks. I want to travel and see all of them. Oh. Um, so have you done those three trails? Uh, the I think there's like the Rocky Trail... In Ohio? Oh no, they're like uh, oh, like the Rocky like, Mountains, the Rocky Mountain. Mountains. And Trust like me, I haven't made much progress, unfortunately, being on the East Coast. But I've I've hiked just about everywhere you can in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I went to Acadia National Park two years ago. That's in Maine. Um, that was like a nine-hour drive. And then we were gonna go to Shenandoah, Virginia, this mm-hmm. summer because of COVID, we had to cancel it. And but yeah, we, me, and a couple of my buddies try to get around get out as much as we can try to stay active mm-hmm. but i definitely plan on in the future making that a priority try to get out west travel around right right i mean i pitched the idea of living in a van to my mom she was not a fan i'm sure no mom wants <laughs> yeah. to hear that mom yeah i don't I'm know if that would be free i don't know if it was the best audience but uh is there a time limit on that idea, or are you just going to be like, I'm going to live in the van and just... If I do it, I'm just going to fall it. off the face of the earth, and no one's going to know where I went. I'm yeah. just going to bounce. I get that. Go undercover. Yeah. Go underground. Yeah, that's a problem. Once I just got to get this degree, and then we'll figure out what we're going to do. Be a traveling nurse in a van. So they can't make you pay back the loans if they <laughs> yeah, can't find yeah, right. you. <laughs> right. I can't pay it off the loans if they don't know where I am or who I am. <laughs> get some solar-paneled van. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. It's not. It's not the worst idea. I just don't have any money. That's the only problem. Right. Maybe work one year and I'll hit the road. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. But yeah, besides that, you know, I'm always trying to, I'm an extrovert, try to get out as much as I can. If I sit alone in a room for too long, I, I could literally talk to myself. Um, I get that. Yeah, Sometimes so I, I, I get out a lot. But. Man, all right. So uh, let's roll it back. What kind of video games do you like? I mean, I'm like an I'm like an esports game kind of guy, not like League of Legends. But I play a lot of mm-hmm. um, CS:GO. Oh, Rocky you're the guy who buys like the three hundred dollars skins. I don't stuff. buy them. I I used to back in the day. Mm-hmm. That was when I had my mom's credit card. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> didn't reason. matter. But now whew, it hurts. So no, I don't buy any of that anymore. I don't play it as much as I used to. But I play a lot of um, Rocket League. I've been playing a lot of Valorant, which is more new. Mm-hmm. Um, What's your best game? Is it CSGO? I don't know what my best game is. That's a loaded question, too. I'd say plot. Shout out to Minecraft. Minecraft is a great game. Hey, I got a story about Minecraft. Look, the <laughs> first time, like, I had a roommate in college, and, like, he would play it for, like, half the day. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And, like, I never understood it. I never, like, only people I've seen play Minecraft is, like, little kids. I figured it's, like, a little kid game. <laughs> so you just, yeah, you assume, right? Yeah, I was like, there's no way it could keep me entertained, you right. know? So, like, I just started ragging on him, ragging on him, and the one day he just sat me down, he's like, look, I want you to build a house. 
And I was like, Oh, you get so into it. You know, it's like just a house, just a house. That's all you want. All right. I can do that bet. And I built a house and I was like, he's like, is that, is that your house? Is that how good you want it? And I was like, yeah, you're right. I could probably add a little Porsche to it. Right. right, And like eventually like happened a day went by. Right, <laughs> and I was exactly. like, well, like, I got a pool now. <laughs> right. There's so much different stuff you could do in that game. But like, we used to do that. That was one of my favorite memories, too, was over, we come for winter break, obviously pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. We'd come over winter break, and, like, we'd have, like, other guys and other sports teams come, and we we just had a Minecraft, like, week where mm-hmm. we had nothing to do. We'd shut all the lights off in the room. People brought their TVs, and we would just sit there and play Minecraft for, like, just like squat 15 up in hours. Room like, for like, no life at hard. They keep like, if you're with friends, eat, back in 30 if you're with friends, it's a good time. Those are good times. But I play a lot of I, – I don't play that as much as I used to, but I used to play that. I play in a lot of Valorant. Pretty good at Rocket League. I wanted to try out for the East – like, if I don't know if we're getting an eSports team this year. Mm-hmm. But uh, – I've seen their chairs. Oh, I know. I Just shout out to the back. eSports team if anyone listens to this. I adore the eSports team. I think it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish – I love, you know – popularizing that getting that out there making it more normalized because it does take a lot of you know a lot of those kids have spent a lot of time yeah they, a lot and, of people don't realize that's like an eight hour like practice oh, session oh yeah I on just, like the same game it's not like you have fun like at a oh, certain yeah. point it's like just work i have like probably i think i have over 500 hours on rocket league and to yeah. anyone else who doesn't play video games people are like that's a lot that's an unbelievable amount of time but you talk to any of the kids who play or run esports teams or play video games are like that's not enough yeah you beginner <laughs> right it's you like you're, you're you might be all right but that's why i got a lot of credit for those kids mm-hmm. you know it is hard i, I do think it's a skill and it's definitely a skill i think it is hard. entertaining what they do and like i love they got all this cool merchandise they got the the chairs they got the the PC setup, I think it's sweet. Right. Now, I guess another loaded question, if you're ready, yeah. is uh, when I came to college, I heard a lot of like the standard same advice. It would be like, make sure you visit all the campuses. Like, there was always like those three pointers everyone always said, but no one ever told me like, get a full size trash can. <laughs> because if you get a small one, the college size one, quote unquote, uh-huh. you're gonna be taking out the trash every other day. Uh-huh. Eventually you're gonna get tired and you're not going to take out the trash and eventually have a corner of your room dedicated to trash. That might be the most right? true thing I've heard, yeah. Right. So, like, <laughs> if you had to think of, I'll give you a second, if you had to think of a small tip you could give any incoming freshman of th- something they should have, prepare, just be aware of for their freshman year of college. Well, I already got it. I already oh, got you, it. You don't even need a moment? Oh, I mean... Honestly, in a, in a weird way, the most important thing was water. I don't know if you ever had a struggle with water was always an issue in our room because you mm-hmm. you don't you don't really think about it. You're like, I got all this stuff for my bed, I got all this stuff for the room, got stuff for the living room, and you go buy food. You're like, oh, I just get a case of water. That's it. Get a filter. Get something for water that you can just fill it up at the sink and bring it out because we probably spent in a ridiculous amount of money on water. My first, even freshman and sophomore year, mm-hmm. buying cases of water, having to go to Walmart, which is, you know, 25, 30 minutes out of your way, you got to go. That was always such a big thing. And this year, we finally got a filter and it is life changing. <laughs> I am very passionate about this water issue. Like, hey, I, I feel dumb. I I started with a filter. So, like, I did, I just oh, naturally. So you're big fil- yeah, so I you were, you were ahead of the game. But I did have friends who, like, I'm not joking back to the trash can they quit take out their trash and like they just started throwing water bottles underneath the bed and by like a month they had like 
literally piles and piles of water oh, bottles, you know, yeah, squished we, up in the corner. We had that too. We tried. We um we just had like last year. I think we had five or six full white trash bags of water bottles. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it worked how it works in Ohio. I still don't know yet. Can you recycle bottles and get paid for it? Like, Honestly, you, like, I'm places? still trying to figure that out. I'm new to recycling. I don't think you can because in Connecticut, you, like you read the label and it's like Connecticut. 10 cents, New York, 5 cents, whatever. Mm-hmm. Those aren't the exact numbers. But you can trade those. I know in Connecticut, I've done it. You can trade those bottles in. You get 5 cents per bottle. What? So I, yeah, I stashed up all these bottles in Ohio. And I went to like Walmart looking for the, the bottle exchange. Non-existent. Yeah, I've never seen one of those. So we had 6 bottles worth. I'm like, I guess this is just our good deed for the year. Just throw them in the recycling. But <laughs> it, it adds up. It definitely it, adds up. I mean, like just one pack of 24, that's like a two dollars right there exactly and you it, it starts that up it starts that up it's more of just like it just it's a pain to have to go and get it every time and then i remember me and connor used to scream at each other about who was buying the water and it was only like four bucks <laughs> hey <laughs> college is a struggle i get it oh yeah oh yeah definitely all right um what's one thing kids get in college that they don't really need in terms of like knowledge or what do you mean i mean like when you go shopping, you know, have like they always have the college section right when you're like coming in as a freshman. Oh, so like, yeah. I you get your ramen from here, you get your like little uh-huh, two uh-huh. pack of silverware from right here. Uh-huh. What's one thing you think that a lot of freshmen would purchase that they don't really need? It's just something that they someone told them that they need. It's labeled college or something like that. I know it's a tough question. Whiteboard. Whiteboard. The whiteboard on the door. I. I have a bone to pick with the whiteboard on the front door too because unless it's on your front door like your the front door of your dorm and like you're writing funny stuff on it whatever you're not using that thing i'm just <laughs> sorry sorry to break it to you you're not walking to your door in the middle of studying and you start writing stuff on i it. never even thought about that you're right you're 100% they're right. everywhere though like I, my roommate has them lenny has one on his door he hasn't written a single thing on it yet you and I'm ready did it to rip one it time you write on it and mm-hmm. then after you write on it that first time maybe even a second time you know two months goes by no Right. It's the same thing for the rest of the year. <laughs> exactly. You're never going to use it. I mean, you if you need to use a whiteboard, you go to the library and you write on the light, whiteboard. I don't know what you're trying to accomplish in this little tiny square on your door, but you're not going to get anything productive done. Just write it on a piece. R- stick to what you've been doing. Write on a piece of paper or go to the library and use a big whiteboard. Okay. I'm surprised I got the answer to these like that. Oh. Right? I'm really surprised. I <laughs> yeah. thought I was going to have to like give you a second, maybe edit out some space. No, I got, I got, I got it all right up here. Nice. Loaded. The man with the plan. Uh, um, how do you study? How does Sean Wagner study? Yes. Well, uh, so I like, probably don't do enough of it. <laughs> she probably should be doing more of it. Um, so me- I, I'm one of those people that if I get into a groove, I do a really good job. I will lock myself in my room. And I have to, I know people are kind of back and forth on this. I have to listen to music. Mm -hmm. I listen to like acoustic music though, like soundtracks. Yeah, just something to have. Right, piano, because my brain will listen to the words while I'm trying to read stuff. Yes, same. Like I can't listen. That's why I listen to like techno dubstep and stuff. Right. If it's a song with words, I have to focus on what he's Mm -hmm. saying. And yeah, and then you get sidetracked. I don't even know what I was looking at. And then I'm into lyrics. So I listen to that and uh, I'll usually... I'm a big, uh, I don't like this, I guess it's kind of like old school. I like to rewrite notes. I don't like typing notes. Mm-hmm. And I don't like, you know, people use the iPad, which is good too. You write on it. But I, I really do think like 
muscle memory and you writing something down is going to help you remember it right. more where if you're just on a powerpoint hitting keys yes as an education major there's like research that that, right what that's, that's what I, I i thought so i didn't want to jump to conclusions no you're, you're on the right track right so i definitely like to rewrite all my stuff especially nursing you know i got a lot, all these different body systems labs whatever mm -hmm. it definitely helps to write it down through and through um but yeah i, I kind of I wish I was better at time management, you know, splitting up each day. Mm -hmm. I will say, I think if you are in a major and they schedule exams together, mm -hmm. you well, do you are, you're forcing kids to prioritize which exams they're going to, like, really study for. Oh, I get what you're saying. Because that's what they said. They're always like, like, you know, take an hour for this, take an hour for this, and take an hour for that. Well, it's like, all right, well, if you have three classes and one's unbelievably hard and the other two are hard but not going to kill you, it's like... Well, I'm gonna spend more time on that one exam, mm -hmm. and it'll come push comes to shove. One's gonna get picked over the other. But. Right, prioritize your mm -hmm. your list. I get that. Yeah, but so yeah. I'm I'm pretty much the same way. So I'll study. Uh, first off, my best way of learning is auditory. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. So it's like really good when I'm sitting in classroom mm -hmm. and like. If I'm sitting in classroom and I'm writing the notes as I speak, like I can for sure remember most of it. Yeah, that's how I am too. Yeah. But as soon as like I leave that classroom, whatever I didn't pick up in that class, I have to spend like an absorbent amount of time trying to remember it. I'll have to like write notes. I'll have to like first my handwriting's horrible, so Me when too. I have to write notes, I have to like I write it, then I'll go back to read what I wrote, and I'm like, what did I write? And then I, <laughs> right. Like you have to. I that's how I am too. I don't know if you're the same way, but I have to like. It's not even that it's hard to learn. It's just like I'm not interested as much. Whereas like if I'm in class, it's like, all right, I'm there to learn this stuff. I might as well pay attention. Mm -hmm. It's cool to learn stuff. Why not? But then once I leave and I'm like, I don't really want to sit here and no, I feel that. I feel it. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like working out. It's like so much easier to work out at a gym versus your bedroom. Right. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I don't care if you have a pull-up bar on your door frame. Like right. It's so much easier to go to the gym because there's other people working out. There's like, you, have, like, you have somewhere to go. It's like a commitment you make. Like, yes. I'm go there. Once I'm there, this is all I have to do here, so I'm going to do it and leave. Whereas, it's like, if you have a gym in your basement, it's like, I can just go down there whenever I want. And then you never make it down there. Mm -hmm. You always procrastinate it. Procrastinate. Mm -hmm. I'll do it after lunch. Right. After lunch, well, I'm full, so I'll do yeah. it when I'm not full. I'm quite guilty of that. No, I'm a horrible procrastinator. Yeah, me too. I get it done though. That's all that matters. Yeah, right. I just get it done. See, my theory is that I just wait till later because uh -huh. I'm older, therefore <laughs> I'm wiser. Right, exactly. You have every right. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Beasley. No? Coach Beasley would hate that. His uh, five P's. What is his um? Prior preparation. Uh, prevents, prevents poor pit, performance. Yeah, pitiful performance. Yep. Let's go. Shout out to Coach Beasley's five P's. It's a miracle I remembered that, honestly. <laughs> oh, he said it to me like six times already. Like the very first presentation I had for them, mm -hmm. like it was like my first day here as an employee. I was working. I was like, all right, so this is what I want to do. I had it on my laptop. And my laptop, it was like my old laptop from college that I got my freshman year. So it's oh, stupid boy. old. Right, right. Six, seven years old. But I, I had it pulled up. I turned it around and the computer died. And then I was just like, well, my first impression is I don't have anything. <laughs> yeah, you're not prepared, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure Beecher was on you for that one. Yeah, he was the whole day. I mean, I already know it because he says it to me. He, he said it to me. I don't even know how many times in my, my days. But, yeah, he's right, though. He is mm -hmm. right. Procrastination kills a lot of dreams. Just remember that, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beach, and also remember, Beechler's never wrong.
with age comes wisdom. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think that's a pretty good podcast. What about you? Yes, that's solid. All right. So before this podcast, Sean has volunteered our next guest, Jevy Pratt, to be on our show. He's one of our 149 pounders from Cary. Uh, make sure you tune in next week to hear him talk. I'm sure he has loads of good advice and loads of wisdom to share. If you haven't already, make sure you follow the ONU Wrestling uh, here on Spotify or on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube even. We're on all platforms, really, so take your pick. All right. So you want to sign us off with Polar Bears on the Hunt? Polar Bears on the Hunt. <laughs>